And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, recharging batteries gives them the ability to do all the things they were designed to do before they ran out of energy. Does this sound familiar? It should. This describes about 96% of us in our Christian walk. It's not that we are awful people all the time. That's the wrong mindset. When we are low, we want refreshments from the Lord to bring us back online. Here's the secret. Humbling ourselves before the Lord and seeking him clears out all the surface and hidden dirt. This is an excellent approach to finding the re-energization we are looking for. Next, oh, I'm so excited. The wig formula. So I'm not a big guy on formulas, but this one is one that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna subscribe to, and I'm gonna semi defend it. I don't really use a formula. I just really want you to follow what I'm gonna say. Noel and I discovered this in a moment of clarity. We are not the first ones to discover it, but it was very revelatory for the two of us. It's not complex. It applies to every aspect of our life. Even politics, WIG stands for What If God. Ooh, just stop right there. What If God. Oh, it's so good. And then finally, at the end of the day, what drives you? What is it that you hear, see, feel, smell, or taste that gets your smile flying and your blood pumping? Back in the day before wokeness destroyed most sports, it was football and hockey for me. But the truth is that it is, it's much more profound than that for all of us, okay? I didn't get out of bed for sports, but I did gotta get out of bed for a reason. What's your reason for getting out of bed? What was the reason that you moved? Was it? Jesus? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And the way they... So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at org. That's david 
at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! All right, let's just be honest. Talking to Dynamite D, ready? That's like somebody laughing at your jokes. <laughs> you like that? Bitch. <laughs> Word. Coming from you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Couldn't resist. All right. Anyway, <laughs> bottom line is this. Bottom line is if you've got a praise report or a prayer request, maybe maybe you've got something, you just got something you're going through. It's tough. You just want other people to be praying with you. You kind of want to join together with others, have their faith, connect with your faith, and then just be like, you know, and then share. It's like totally awesome. Yes. Maybe you've got a, 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 a praise or a prayer request, or maybe you've got something that's just on your heart. Your heart's just filled. It's like, I, I got to share. I got to talk. Maybe you've got uh, some stress and you need to we need to just bring it before the Lord and lay it down. Maybe you need a healing. Maybe you need a touch. Maybe you need to just be encouraged. Whatever the case may be, you can reach out to us. We'll do our best to bless you. We'll do our best to help you. We'll do our best to come alongside of you and love on you. That is what Jesus wants us to do. In John 13, 35, when he said, a new commandment I give you, love one another, that is what he's talking about. That's the love one another part of it all, okay? So it's super, super important for us to be able to do that for one another and with one another. Having said all that, I want to make sure you guys are praying for the audience, by the way. And one of the things that came to my mind while I was praying for the audience is we don't typically think of grace as situational, yet it is. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, I come to the throne of grace with confidence to receive mercy for my time of need. And there is a need time where mercy and grace work together, and it is perfectly understandable and theologically correct to understand that we need grace in individual situations, not just in salvation. So one of the things that I'd like you guys to try and pray, it's a little different, but just give it a roll, is to pray for people that are going through tough situations that the Lord would pour out grace into the situation. That's right, into the situation. Ask and you will receive. And your joy will be full. That's one of the things. All right. Somebody ready to call it? All right. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. Hi, David. This is Roslyn. Hi, Roslyn. How you doing? Oh, you sound so much better. How you doing? I'm, I'm a lot less drugged up than the last time I called. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so good. <laughs> That is so funny. That is so funny. Oh, so tell us what's happening. Give us a, give us some updates. So oh, it's so great to hear from you. Oh, 
thank you. I'm so excited to get to talk to you and to give you updates on and just praises on how wonderful God is. And I've escaped from the hospital. I've made it home. Uh, I don't know how much was clear when I tried calling from the hospital, uh, but I was trying to say that uh, they were able to take the tumor out and without taking my kidney, they were able to scrape it off of the kidney and I didn't lose any more of my intestines. I lost some uh, the first surgery th almost three years ago and uh, they they had to fix this hernia, but they were able to fix it just by sewing it with thread. So they, I didn't have to have any mesh, so I didn't have to have a drainage tube sticking out of my tummy. Wow. So Praise the Lord. It was like the second best case scenario because, you know, my I really was praying that God would just take the tumor out and I wouldn't have to have a surgery. But in the absence of that, this was the next best case scenario. <laughs> I'm so grateful for it. This was plan B. <laughs> yeah, it's the best plan to be uh, possible. And, and God has just been doing a miracle. I mean, it's they cut me basically from my sternum past my belly button. So it's a big cut down my tummy, and then there's other cuts on the side that I can't see from where they took the tumor out. But it, you'd think it had been a laparoscopic surgery because I was able to just get up out of the bed of the next day after the surgery. Not easily, but relatively easily compared to what it had been before. And uh, the nurse wanted me to do five laps around the nurse's station and and I made it to eight and so I was just moving as if it were you know maybe a month or two after the surgery and it was only a couple days after the surgery so God really has been doing just a huge miracle in in the healing and the recovery and it's it, I mean it's only it's God's miracle there's no other explanation and the doctors will say well it's because you've been through it once before, or you know what to expect, or what it, you know. Different things will come up with, but I don't believe that. I know it's because God heard all the prayers of all the people that prayed for me, and God is just that wonderful and that miraculous. And you know, it's like just Him letting my body go, you know, and move. It just shows how wonderful he is. Amen. And I'm so grateful. Amen. You know, that that's, uh, first of all, number one, much clearer than last time, okay? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being nice about that. Much more distinct in your speaking. <laughs> but I'd never had anybody call me from a hospital bed before, so that was pretty good. Number two. Your testimony. See, you recognize. Listen to this. You recognize. Look, I wanted it to go this way, but the Lord was like, yeah, I appreciate that, Rosalind. We're going to go this way, but even though we're going a different way, I'm going to do some really cool stuff for you, and I'm really going to bless you, and I'm going to help you understand that I'm with you in the process. And it just it just strengthens you in your, in your inner person to know how closely connected to the Lord you are, and it is a powerful blessing for other people to hear that even though it's tough, and even though it was like there's the challenge, there's the deliverance. Even though 
you kind of went through the the rough time out of it. You kept your eyes on the Lord, and the Lord brought you through it and then gave you some extra grace that you weren't maybe anticipating to get you through it even faster. And that is such a blessing. It's a gift from God because he loves you. That's what. That's what it is. It absolutely is. I agree with that. And I have the second praise, if you still have time. Yes, yes, please, by all means. So if you remember, the first time I called you, I was also calling for my elderly neighbor, Gwen. Yep. Who had fallen and broken her wrist and her shoulder, and she was in this rehab facility. Yep. I, I talked to her daughter today, and she said, Gwen is finally coming home Praise a week Lord. from today, so just in time for Christmas. And I'm so excited because I've been—I I told her before I went to the surgery, I told her I wasn't going to be able to go for a while because I, I can't drive. I'm not allowed to and uh, all of that kind of stuff. But I, I, I told her I wasn't going to be able to see her for a while, and I was trying to figure out how to motivate her to— you know, really put in the effort uh, in physical therapy and to eat because the food wasn't very good, and so she wasn't eating. And I told her, I said, this is what's happening. I need to have a surgery, and I need you to come and take care of me. Uh, and she said, yes, your husband's all thumbs. You, you, He can't take care of you. I said, that's right. You have to come and do it. <laughs> so, and so she's finally coming home, and I'm just so excited that God has heard all of our prayers because that's just been her greatest desire was to come back home. Oh, wow. Let's let's offer a prayer of Thanksgiving. Can we do that? Can we do that yes, together? Please. Oh, and, and by the way, my husband really isn't all thumbs. I just said that for Gwen <laughs> so she would come home. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, let's pray. Let's praise the Lord. This is awesome. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and we just thank you and praise you. We magnify your name just one touch after another. For the for the neighbor that's coming home in time for Christmas, awesome, Lord. Thank you so much that you coordinated that. And just for Rosalind doing so much better and having the right attitude, the right spirit, we thank you for our sister that her testimony is a blessing to all of us who can hear it. It's just like, wow, you're moving, Lord, and you're moving in her life, and you're showing us your compassion, your care, your commitment, and your answer to our prayers. And we just say, of all the things we come up with, Lord, we have all our brilliant things, thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. You are just so worthy to be praised. We just appreciate you, God. You're just so awesome to us. We love you, and we thank you for our sister, and we thank you for what's in store for her, and look forward to more testimonies and more grace and more mercy, and we just lift it all up in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 What a great job. You did a fantastic job, and I just really, I you know, I know you don't want to take the time, but I love hearing these tests. This is the stuff that gives me the energy to keep going. So it's like it's a blessing for me to hear it. So what a great job you did, and I appreciate it very, very much. Well, thank you for taking my call and for taking the time to talk with me. You got it. You have a fantastic weekend, okay? Okay, thank you. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. What a great call. 
right? You can't. I'm not teaching after that. I could never Great teach. Call. I'm that couldn't teach anything. Can't write a script. <laughs> you know, you know I was telling her over the phone that we were so grateful that she called. Then I said, you know, you might have been, uh, you know, uh, drugged up as she called it, but we were so <laughs> excited that yeah. she called us and she was saying, uh, you know, we. Were, I said we were happy to hear from you. Call back again. So thank God for that testimony. Yes, I mean absolutely, absolutely right, D. That's the way that that's and, and it was great. It was great that she shared it. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? I cannot wait, though. I have to do this particular sound. We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello. Hello. It's now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown. I'm not your brains out of your head, any. <laughs> I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that. Anyhow, uh, Bible Baloney Beatdown has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in Scripture, there's so many contradictions. Like, what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not you're not against me. If you're against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now, watch what I'm going to sh- I'm going to show you. There are two. Okay, watch. Somewhere between one and three. There are two. Here you go one more time. There are two kingdoms. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind though when I say this. There is the kingdom of God, right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and then there is any other attempted kingdom. There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God and all the other ones, okay? Or And they're all just wrapped up into one thing. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him. Because he does not follow us. Verse 50, don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed. This is very important. The person is not opposed, but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that's advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay, that's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times. And that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus. And they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus. And I don't want to have I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus. Because I'm not going to do anything but people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference. And in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer. The David Spoon experience. If Jesus Welcome back 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go for your trivia question. Okay, ready? Okay, all right, ready? How many children did Mikkel and David have? How many children did Mikkel? It's actually, it should be Mikkel. It might be sound like Michelle, but it's M-I-C-H-A-L. How many children did Mikkel and David have? Joanne and Cordelia get the pow-pow. That was pretty fast. <laughs> That's pretty fast, girls. Uh, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. As well, David at he must increase. Dot org. I want to make sure that I uh, keep everybody up to date on as much as I can. Let's see. Oh, so don't forget next week. So Monday and Tuesday we have a show. Wednesday and Thursday we do not have a show because it's basketball, which doesn't mean you can't listen to basketball. I'm just saying it's basketball. Then on Friday it's a 50-50. And so we're just going to wait and see. There's a minor possibility that if because we might not know, we might just run a replay. I mean, it just might be one of those things that's just easier to do. So, just trying to, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, somebody, it's got to make sense sometime. <laughs> it's got to make sense to somebody somewhere, or, you know, what can I do? All right. Uh, all right. Uh, trivia question. What's trivia question? Trivia question is how many children did Mikkel and David have? That's the question. If you think you know, reach out to us. We're going to wait on our humor stuff for a little bit. Uh, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. Or uh, David at hemusincrease.org. I want to teach this one teaching. I want to make sure to do it right. I don't, want to, I don't want you to get weird on me or anything like that. Just follow along. I'm just using one text. I'm doing what we call a dynamic application principle, ADAPT principle, uh, DAP. And so the idea is to understand how this applies practically to you, how it might speak to you personally. Acts chapter 3, verse 19, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. In context, this is preached by Peter to a group to become saved, to get into the salvation position, to be converted, have their sins blotted out. What happens, though, is that once you are a Christian, and we've talked about this, we talked about this in the earlier part of the show, that you are forgiven, but that doesn't mean that you uh, won't occasionally, if not maybe all way too often, you know, slip up, do something wrong. It doesn't mean you have to do that, but many people do do that. One of the things they need that we need to understand is that when we make a mistake or do something wrong and you know it's wrong and the Holy Spirit convicts you and there's this uh, tension between the old you and the new you, there's the, it's everything right to repent. That repentance does not eliminate the sin, just follow what I'm going to say, like the blood of Jesus did when you first said yes, but that repentance washes you, heals you from the sin. Do you understand that difference? In other words, from a judicial penalty point of view, that's covered. But for a yucky, yucky, sticky, bad, muddy, gluey stuff all over you and hurting you point of view, you need that refreshment. You need that 
that that fresh breeze. You need that the renewal to take place. And so, most of us uh, have repented in our lives in our lifetimes. Although repenting once and never again is not a biblical concept, by the way. And then most of us have been converted. Although being born again, again, so to speak, is not a spiritual crime. Like you come before the Lord, and you go, "I need to do this again. I'm sorry." Okay, well, that's fine. But the thing that I'm trying to key in on is the refreshing. What I look for as a Christian when I do goofy is I I look for restoration. I look for refreshment. I look for forgiveness. I look for rejuvenation. I look to be stimulated. I need I need God to help me when I when I do dumb. And let me explain something to you so you don't misunderstand me at all. I do dumb really good. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm really good at the dumb. I do it good. I can't, I'm sorry. So I come before the Lord using this same principle, and I, I'm looking for the refreshment that comes from the presence of the Lord. And I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to do something weird about it. I come before the Lord, and I go, boy, I guess I did this. It's the one thing that genuine Christians need to do much more carefully, and that is just own it and eat it and move on. In other words, yep, I did it. It's wrong. I shouldn't have done it. That's bad. Because as soon as you start deflecting, you go into the Adam-Eve mode. Well, she told me. Well, the snake told me. Don't do that. When David was confronted by Nathan, he said, I did that. When Nathan said, thou art the man, David said, you're right. When Saul was confronted, he said, it's not my fault. Don't do that. Own it. And when you own it, and when I own it, you come before the Lord and you go, I, I was wrong. I did wrong. I need mercy. I need refreshment. I need to be rejuvenated. I need to be restored. I need to be energized. I need to be stimulated. I need to be uplifted. I need to be inspired. And that comes from the presence of the Lord. Look what it says. Repent, therefore, be converted. Your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. New King James Version is the is the text that I'm using there. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And we need the Lord to refresh us. Now, we need the Lord to refresh us when we're going through a whole bunch of things. But it can be argued easily that never more than when we've done wrong and we need to kind of make it right and get clean. It's not that you're not eternally clean. Of course you are. But sin leaves a residue like dirt. And sometimes you need to have that washed off of you so you can catch a break. And the presence of the Lord brings that refreshment, and turning your face to the Lord enables that refreshment to come. That's all. Don't make it more or less than it is. Make it what it is. See? That's see. Kind of a nifty little saying right there. Thank you very much. How many children did Mikkel and David have? Er, that was a trick question. None. <laughs> they had none, remember? She was not happy with David because he was jumping up and down, and she despised him in her heart, and God shut up her womb because he was being undignified before the Lord. I think the church could use a lot more undignified <laughs> That's kind of the way that I uh, kind of interpret that. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. A couple things I think we'll open up with. I've decided to open up with a story that I wasn't going to open up with because it's such an outrageous story. But it's not an outrageously super bad story. It's an outrageously super dumb story. There's a big difference. Bad is when I tell you, which I'll be telling you probably in the next segment, how the federal government is creating a database to track down uh, hate speech as they define it. That's bad. We'll talk about that a little bit. This is dumb, but it's funny dumb. Dumb, ha-ha, funny, but not entirely. Get this. Now, I'm holding a picture in my hands. You can't see it. But there are four monkeys in this picture that I'm holding. And the headline reads this. Millions in taxpayer money used to study drunken monkeys. No, no, really, drunken monkeys. And you're thinking, no, you're making that up. Nope. Federal government reportedly has spent $3.2 million so far in order to get monkeys drunk in order to study the effect of alcohol on the monkeys. I don't know. See, I don't know where you're even going to go. Where are you going to go with this? There's, I'm going nowhere, Dave. There's no... I got nothing to there's say. There's no comment that anybody can make. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, We're getting ready to do our next trivia question. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Who came to Moses in the desert? Now listen to what I'm saying. Who came to Moses in the desert and gave him good advice? Okay? Don't say dear Abby. That's wrong. Who, uh, just saying, okay. 
who came to Moses in the desert and gave him good advice? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also text 214-210-8483 or uh, david at hemustincrease.org. We're all gonna se- I'm going to send you up to the website uh, just because uh, we can use money. I mean, I'm not going to say we can't. It's like we're not like no money. But we don't have enough money. Okay, so there you go. Although I have been praying my entire life, uh, give me enough uh, not to not to uh, curse you, and then not too much that I forget you. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like where you want to be. But anyway, if you can give, great. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Plus, uh, don't forget the schedule is going to change for next week. I'm just reminding you. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemusincrease.org. Hemusincrease.org. Oh, I missed the doc thing on that, right? That's that, that was, was a semi-long one, but that's not the long. We gotta. I, I know we're gonna we, have we, to. Yeah, do, next week we're gonna do the long one. I'm gonna have you just ask. Do you know where it is? That long I don't. one. Ask Jennifer. She, okay. She'll she'll she'll, she'll get it. We're we probably have to put. We might have to put it in the system. Yeah. But just just, just ask. I want to see it though. Okay. Hear it. You'll 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 appreciate it. All right. Uh, who came to Moses? In the, in, who came to Mo in the desert and gave him good advice? Everybody's getting that correct so far. By the way, Al had the pow pow. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero is the number to call. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three is the number to text. David at he must increase dot org is the email. Let's do our history. Let's go. All right, this is the kind of day, there's three things that I'm going to list. The first thing is lights out fantastic, so I'm just going to say it right off the bat. It's National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. Chocolate covered <laughs> anything. Anything. Anything you like chocolate covered. like okay. Chocolate covered almonds. Yep. Love chocolate it. covered peanuts. Yep. Raisins. Everything. Just gotcha. keep chocolate covered, you know, cake. Everything. Just to... Ice cream, just whatever it is. Just like, okay, it's chocolate-covered everything day. I love that. Uh, Today is Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. This has to do with people saying that they are not great presents, but they are wrong. Barbie is a great present, and Barney, remember, do you know who Barney is, the purple dinosaur? Oh, no. Yes, just Barney. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. You you love me. We're a happy family. Okay, that's it. And then uh, today is also Stupid Toy Day. I will tell you that I did receive one toy. I did not actually consider it stupid. I thought it was one of the best uh, toys I ever got, but I was much younger. It was called a Pet Rock. Pet Rock. You've never heard of that, have you? Never. Guy sold five million of them. Took a rock put some straw in a box, and then wrote a little booklet. Command your rock to sit. <laughs> is this real? Yeah, for real. Yes, it wow. is. Wow. <laughs> I know. You're just probably like going, what? I'll have to we'll have to talk about that another time. Uh, Got to re- cover a few different things. 1950 on this day, Rabbit of Seville, the classic Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd cartoon is released. And that is Now, that, listen, that is 72 years ago today. 
Wow. Wow. Dragnet, a year later, Dragnet with Sergeant Joe Friday, who actually never said just the facts, ma'am. His actual line is, all we want or need are the facts, ma'am. Just let everybody know. Okay. All right. Uh, First musical instrument played in space. This is just a day loaded with uh, history. 1965. Uh, played uh, the song, the pilot uh, played the song of Jingle Bells when they, in space, said, we see something in space, and then you heard Jingle Bells, and then they said, this guy's wearing a red suit. It was all a joke for a Santa Claus thing. Okay? All right. And then uh, finally, for those that are very brain-oriented, 1915 on this day, Albert Einstein published The General Theory of Relativity, and I guess it's all just relative. That's it. No comment. Okay. Yeah. I'm not really commenting either. <laughs> okay. Last on the trivia, and then I'm going to the teaching. Here we go. Who came to Moses in the desert and gave him good advice? 972-445-0770. You also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So I'm going to give you a, a share. I'm going to share something with you, and I, I promise you, you will not like all of this. I'm not trying to uh, make this uh, mean. I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm not, I'm not looking to do that. I'm just telling you for you to be prepared. Many moons ago, uh, when Noel and I were in a, 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 a uh, on a little vacation—not really a vacation—was really we went out to see Julianne um, uh, when she was uh, at a conference in Phoenix, Arizona. We talked. We were talking, and you know, we we have these we have these really not intellectual conversations, okay? And then we have intellectual conversations, okay? So somebody's calling in. We'll take that call. We'll. Give them an opportunity to answer the trivia question, but I want you to understand what we're, what I'm going to be talking about, and that is this is one of our intellectual, really good spiritual conversations versus me saying they have lousy food at that place. <laughs> this is one of our more spiritual ones. When we get back, I'll tell you what it was and how we came to it. In the meantime, let's send the person through who's ready to answer trivia. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, brother. How are you? Hey, good, good. All right, before my phone do its trick, I'm going to give you the answer. That was Moses' uh, father-in-law, I believe, Jephtha? Jethro, right? And Jethro. also Jethro. Ruel is the other name. He actually has two names in the, in the, in the, in the book of uh, Exodus. Ruel is the other name, but that's right, Jethro. So you are a winner! Thank you. Nice hey, uh, I really need, uh, I could use a prayer. I'm just feeling very anxious and stressed, so just pray for me, please. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Father, yeah. we come be- I, Go if ahead. If my phone drops, don't worry about it, okay? All right, I'll keep praying for you straight through, okay? Okay, thank All right. you. All right, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now and lift up our brother Samson. And, Lord, it's easy to get overwhelmed. That's why you tell us to cast our anxiety unto you. It's easy for that anxiety to sit inside of us. But you give us a peace that passes all understanding. doesn't even make sense. But it's real because it comes from the throne of of God. And so we're asking you, Lord, to extend that to him, to bless him, and to bring peace into his heart and mind. He's blue, Lord. He's down. And I just pray that his thoughts and his mind would be focused on you. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. We lift up our brother to you. He's going through a tough time. 
We ask you to bless him, lift him up. Lift him up and let him overcome. Put a garment of praise into his life instead of a spirit of despair. We just ask you to do that for him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. Keep praying for our brother Samson. So now you, that's everybody who heard that. He's a part of your life now. The Lord brought him into your universe. You have to petition. We don't have to. You should petition on his behalf. That's the right thing to do. Okay, so I want to talk to you about the wig formula. And most of you know what this is, but I want to make sure I lay it out correctly so you understand that it applies to everything, including politics. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, what, for all people, for kings and those in authority, that we might live peaceful and quiet lives in all goodness and holiness, for that is good and pleases God our Savior. One of the problems that people have when they are Christians and they get involved in politics is they pray for the leaders, and how they pray is this. Oh, God, open up the ground and swallow that leader whole. Send him through the chutes of ladders all the way to the pit of hell. That is not how you're supposed to pray. Okay? Listen. The Lord wants us to pray for people, not against people. So what you do is when you have a leader that's in office and they're horrible, and we've had a ton of them in my lifetime, you ask God to guide them and direct them. But let me move this into a personalized place. When you have people in your life and they are horrible, instead of praying that God would open the ground and swallow them whole— we pray that God would give them guidance and wisdom and that, the, that their hearts could be changed. And the idea behind this is to understand one verse that will change the way you think of all of this stuff. Ready? Romans, oh, it's two verses. Romans chapter 9. Oh, I know you thought I was going to chapter 8. I know you did. Romans chapter 9, verse 22 through 23. And it's this. What if God... Listen to this. What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy whom he prepared in advance for glory? So you read that and you go, I have no idea what you just said. That's what most people will say. Listen, you got to break scripture down sometimes to catch it because there's so much food in it. You can't eat the pizza, the entire pizza, in one bite. You got to do it by slices, right? The scripture says, What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with patience the objects of his wrath? In other words, what if God. Although he's going he's gonna to make it happen, okay? He's going to make it happen. But what if God, what if God, wig, what if God is trying to show something by being patient with lousy leaders? Just, just stop. Stop. I don't care what your political affiliation is. Well, I kind of care in the sense that if you were 
a non-biblical, you don't use the Bible as your guideline, that's wrong. But what if God means this? What if God is being patient with these objects of wrath that are prepared for destruction for purposes you don't know? And then in verse 23, listen to this, and then we're going to break, and then I'm going to come back and really elaborate. What if he did this, the verse says, to make the riches of his glory known to his objects of mercy? That's us. What if God is showing how patient he is with terrible people and terrible leadership to show us who believe in him, well, if I'm patient with these people, how much more patient am I with you? If I'm taking my time dropping my judgment on these people, how much more merciful and gracious am I being to you? You see that? What if God is doing something different than we think? Oh, would that be novel? No, I think that would be normal not novel. We'll take our break, then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? Here's what it says. The sure way to avoid criticism. To avoid criticism, the article says, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. That was said by a successful and innovative coach of the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. Now, that's not the only reason I'm reading the article, not because it's just a hockey team uh, coach thing, but here's uh, here's what it says. Number one, say nothing and become the unwitting victim of everybody else's opinion or point of view. Two, Do nothing and just watch life from the sidelines. Three, when our voices remain silent and our actions still, we are nothing. The David Spoon Experience. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word 
Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible, it's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas where, you know what I really like? You can tell the audience is growing and people are starting to get into it and take care of one another. See, I pray for the, the, the show, like the ministry, and I, this is what I pray. I pray, Lord, let us be, you know, a Christian community, a Christian family, a Christian fellowship, just a genuine Christian fellowship. We're not church. We don't do baptisms, and we're not doing communion, okay? you got to have that if you're going to have a, a local body meet. But we're a fellowship, and you guys are just great, 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 great people. I've had more fun doing radio in the last two years than I've ever had, okay? Wow. Uh, so, which is really good. Now, there's some things that I want to get back to, like, you know, the interview with Peter and so on. We, we have some really weird stuff. You haven't heard yet. Poor Dynamite D. He's like, what's a pet rock? You're right. <laughs> it's a long way to go. All right. Here's your final trivia question. Who told Joseph not to divorce Mary? Eh, it's kind of a Christmassy question. Who told Joseph not to divorce Mary? Okay. There you go. Think you know. There it is. Uh, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Now, I want to I wanna take the time to really, really hammer home this, this little teaching because this teaching has much more to do with um, with uh, life than it does just with politics. So I don't want you to get just stuck in the political realm, okay? And I'm going to say something, and you can get offended. That that doesn't bother me. This part doesn't bother me. So back in the day, after uh, Barack Obama was first elected, there were a whole Christian group was like, he's the Antichrist. He's the Antichrist. I'm not kidding. He's the Antichrist. Now, let me just say this real quickly. If he's the Antichrist, he was the worst one ever. <laughs> Okay. Because the Antichrist is going to unite. He was a big divider. So it's like, that just makes no sense. So I don't know where any of that's going, and I'm not even going to deal with that. But I will say this, okay? They used to think that Adolf Hitler was the Antichrist. Well, that was wrong, although he was closer, right? So you had all these different things. It's like, listen, this is what's going on. We keep thinking we know. And we keep thinking that this is the person, this is going to be it, this is how it's going to happen. And I'm just going to tell you right now, God allows difficult and difficult people and terrible leaders to influence for purposes beyond your ability or my ability to see. Jeroboam was the person who took over for Samaria, the northern tribe, and he was horrible. But the Lord, the Lord 
put him in that place, even prophesied that he'd be in that place. So watch this text and listen to what I'm saying. Let's just listen to it and let it resonate with you so you can understand of all the stuff that's going on and all the proclamations and all of the stuff that people think they know, look at what it says. What if God? And I'm just the reason I want that you get that is that's the the whole point. What if it's God? You're like, well, it couldn't be God. Stop telling God what it can and can't be. I was talking to my brother the other day, and he says, well, I don't see how God gets the glory out of this particular thing. And I said, it's not for you to know how he gets the glory. That's not, I, you can't even understand things on earth, let alone the glory he receives from heavenly beings. Back up, Jack. You, you're just a person. You're not God. What if God? Although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath. In other words, he's going to wrath on them. He's going to do it. It's going to happen. Here it goes. But he's being patient. And us, we would be like, destroy them. (laughs) Open the ground. Swallow them all. Kill them all. I mean, that would be the attitude that people would have. And so what the scripture is saying is, what if God is doing something here, showing great patience. And then verse 23, which is the key, what if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy? You know who the objects of his mercy are? His kids. You know who the objects of his wrath are? Those that are defiant before God. So Paul, in writing this by the Holy Spirit, is like, what if God allowed all that to show us idiots? He's really patient. He's patient with them, and we would just want them to be ripped to shreds. How much more patient is he with us? So here's the note I wrote. This is a great note. He's patient with object one for the sake of object two. He's patient with the rebellious, the terrible, the all of those, every word you want to put in there. He's patient with the fill in the blank for the sake of his kids. Why does God allow it? Because he still wants to show us his patience and his love, and he's doing it even through people who are rebellious that he hasn't wiped them out. He's merciful and gracious, giving them opportunity. And you just like your brain goes, yeah, but I don't like those people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get it. I mean, I do. I get it. But there's this big God part of this. What if God? Now you bring in the First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 and the Romans 8, 8. Now you say, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now you say, we know all things work together, uh, all things God works for the good of those who love him, for those who have been called according to his purpose. Now you understand that his patience, his gra- His mercy, his, his restraint from destruction and judgment on object one, the defiant, is simply to show object to his kids how much he really, really is committed to them. And us, we're seeing it's judgment. It's this. It's that. What if it's God saying, I'm really patient. I just want you to know. Like, wow. 
Whoops. <laughs> right? Whoops. So when you face something, this is a pretty interesting, uh, I mean, it's a pretty interesting point of view. Maybe we should go, well, what if God, and just by saying what if God, maybe there's some other element going on that we don't know, but yet the Lord requires us, calls us to trust him. Though God slay me, yet will I trust him. What was that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that we all quote to one another all the time? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. Ah, so we trust in him with all our heart and don't lean on our smarts. Yes. So in your situation, okay, just now now I'm going to make this as practical as I can. Take your situation right now, whatever it is. Okay, I don't care, whatever it is. And the frustrating part you're having with it, right? And now add in Romans 9.22. What if God? Like, ooh, ooh. Whoa. It's the same thing we say all the time. Insert the picture of God. Change the change the picture. I think, well, I don't see how that can happen. Well, maybe it's not for you to see. Like I said to Billy, you know, you're not entitled to know how God does each and every nuance. In fact, Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belongeth unto the Lord. The things that he reveals he shows and shares with us, but there are still secret things that belongeth unto the Lord. Well, how do you know that? I don't know. Does some some guy in the Bible named Paul go to the third heaven, which he wasn't allowed to say anything about? There you go. (laughs) It's like, uh, I guess that's secret. (laughs) There you go. Okay? All right. Uh, Trivia question. Trivia question. Trivia. How did, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not how, who, who uh, told Joseph uh, not to divorce Mary? And that was the angel in a dream said, uh, divorce it, no okay. You cannot do that. That is a no-no, we would say. A bozo no-no, not allowed. Get it? All right. Hey, here's a thought. Take this into the weekend. What if God? Woo! Love it. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a a 70-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.